everyone. Welcome to our fourth episode of Power Platform Explained. Thank you for taking the time to join us to listen and learn more about the Microsoft Power Platform. For anyone who does not know me, my name is Ursula Koller and I'm the Corporate Marketing Lead at QBS Group. With me today is our Power Platform expert Chris Parks, who is going to help me understand more about Microsoft Power Automate and how it relates to the Microsoft Power Platform. Hello, Chris. Hello, Ursula. Thank you for joining us today. Chris, before we begin, can you help me understand why are you the right person our audience should listen to when it comes to understanding Power Automate? Uh, it's a fair question, Ursula, and of course, yes, I can. Uh, if I go back uh, prior to the 20 years I've spent working with the Dynamics Channel, I also spent around five years at a UK independent software vendor, or ISV, who had their own human resource platform, uh, which catered for records relating to people management, recruitment and, and training. Um, back then, uh, the core marketing line that they used was, people are at the center of everything we do. And so naturally dealing with people and business processes that needed to be completed uh, in a logical task-based manner uh, was something that I was always around. At that time, and the automation of such tasks was still a relatively new kind of concept in technology terms and it was more commonly referred to as workflow automation. Now what I quickly learned was that the role of the human resource professionals that I was helping adopt technology to save them time had absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with workflow. Uh, what was important to them, and quite obviously, was taking care of the people in their respective organizations. Uh, and the tasks that they repeatedly had to do in order to achieve that uh, took time away from where they needed to focus their attention most. Interesting, Chris. So what you are saying is that the business processes that they hadn't or couldn't automate back then were having a detrimental impact on their productivity and ability to help people? Yes, that's correct. Uh, then, uh, following on from that, over the next few years, I started to gain technical experience in things such as SharePoint workflows uh, and the workflow processing capabilities in Dynamics 365, or CRM as it was known. So for me, getting to grips with Power Automate uh, and what it can deliver from a streamlining perspective when it comes to automation of repetitive tasks or the creation of paperless processes is the next logical step in this technology evolution. Okay, Chris. So in this podcast, I'd like to cover some things specific to Power Automate with you. To begin with, can you help me understand what Power Automate actually is? Yeah, absolutely. So Power Automate is a component part of the Microsoft Power Platform. Uh, and just like with all things Power Platform, there's more than one type of automation that it can provide. Uh, in fact, there are four things that partners should be aware of here. And they are Power Automate for desktop, Power Automate for web, Power Automate for mobile, and finally Power Automate for Microsoft Teams. Uh, each of them can enable something slightly different based on the needs of the business or the end user. Right, so maybe you can explain them to me one by one to begin with? Uh, I can, and let's start with Power Automate for desktop. Uh, this one's all about robotic process automation, or RPA, as the industry terms it. Uh, we're talking here about software that makes it easy to create something to emulate human interactions with a digital interface. So extracting data from one source, filling in forms automatically, moving and renaming files and so on. Uh, it's impossible to list all of the scenarios that could be possible here. Uh, but uh, a couple that I've recently got working may help explain what it can do. 
First off, I used it to capture a few mouse clicks on my desktop uh, using the screen recorder and that followed a repeating pattern that I was doing. So I opened a web page, extracted something as data, launched Excel and pasted the value into a specific cell. Uh, I was checking an exchange rate and then using this to convert one currency value to another. And instead of manually doing it over and over again, I was then able to run the desktop flow that I'd created and watch it do itself as I looked on. Uh, next up, I created a flow that extracted the text from the document I had open on my screen uh, using an inbuilt optical character recognition or OCR reader. Um, when I thought of the use scenarios for this, uh, I was considering automatically extracting the text from a form, uh, something such as that which details a new starter in an organization, uh, and then using Power Automate to create the new user in Active Directory, uh, which again is one of the inbuilt options available in Power Automate for desktop. Uh, I'd guess that most people listening in are familiar with macros uh, that used to be used extensively in Excel to repeat functions and keystrokes. Uh, the concept here for RPA is very similar, uh, but way more powerful. There's options in there to serialize data to JSON objects, take snapshots of disks in Azure, automatically start services running on machines, extract text from PDFs and many, many more. Okay, and the next one you said was Power Automate for web? Uh, yes, and I think this is the one that most people who come from a dynamics background will be familiar with. Uh, and it's the one most commonly thought of when the description Power Automate is used without a qualifying name on the end of the phrase uh, by the dynamics channel. This is all about creating workflows from scratch that can consume, create or update business data and drive actions off the back of them. So what could this be used for? Well, you can create three types of flow here instant flows, uh, scheduled flows or automated flows. And remember we're talking cloud flows here, not desktop, uh, that can be used to connect people, data and processes. So let's use Dataverse as the example here. And we could have picked any data source from the hundreds of connectors available, uh, but we'll stick with the primary power platform data source for the example. And we talked in episode two about the ability to synchronize business central data uh, with the Dataverse and then hook it into Power Automate to drive workflows. So let's imagine a scenario where there needed to be an increase in the credit limit for an existing customer before taking an order. Uh, typically, this type of scenario would be driven from a finance perspective, but the customer order would be being driven through the sales function within an organization. Uh, by using a business process workflow, uh, which is another type of flow available in a, a model-driven app in the Power Platform, you could easily define a trigger point to start a cloud flow. So when a sales user converted a lead to an opportunity or moved to an additional stage through an opportunity process uh, where there was a total value higher than the specified credit limit for a customer, an email could be generated that was sent to a finance team email alias automatically or perhaps more smartly a business central action or update fired to flag for an exception or do an additional credit check on the customer to potentially raise the credit limit. And this for most QPS partners is where it gets very interesting, connecting people, data and processes without needing them to be purely email driven. So removing reliance on individuals and the need to navigate the who's who within organizations. Now, organizations are becoming increasingly more disparate as the business landscape changes uh, to react to the increased need to cater for a remote workforce. So that's where the, the power of Power Automate really comes to the fore. Wow, I get it. And then that leaves Power Automate for mobile and Power Automate for Teams? 
Uh, it does, and you've got to love the samples and the Power Automate for mobile app. There's a few gems in there like uh, get a push notification uh, to my phone whenever I receive an email from my boss. And whilst I understand the sentiment behind it, I'm not sure how often that one should actually be used. Um, ones whereby through the tap of a button you can block out the next hour of your calendar uh, can be very useful though. And most of the examples there are also similar to the ones that can be used for Microsoft Teams. So things like requesting manager approval for a leave request if you're tracking them via SharePoint lists, or automating the creation of a task in Microsoft Teams when a new submission is recorded against a Microsoft form, for example. And these are really about connecting cloud flows and automating front office functions uh, that happen or are needed regularly by smaller independent teams. Okay, excellent. So there is a lot to this then. Then why should the partner really care about Power Automate? What difference can it make to them and their customers? Well, hopefully we've covered a lot of the potential benefits as we've gone along here. Uh, primarily, uh, as I said at the beginning, it's about enabling people to achieve more whilst needing to do less. Uh, and that's by automating core processes to enable them to focus on the things that really matter to them. Right, so now that we have talked about what Power Automate is and why a partner should care, how could a partner make money from commercial opportunities around it? Indeed, and this one's a little bit more restricted than the others, uh, as primarily we need to consider a pure services play here. So operating on a project-by-project -project services basis, working with customers to understand their business processes and where to make efficiency gains is key to driving the value of Power Automate. Uh, of course, you can always go to market with clearly defined standard scenarios that fit your vertical market or span horizontal business functions, uh, and then these can often open up broader opportunities as you engage with customers. Knowing those scenarios is something that I'd consider essential for any partner looking to gain traction within their customer base for Power Automate on its own. However, when you combine the capabilities with that of Power Apps, then it becomes easier to have a conversation about intellectual property and how you can license it as part of a broader solution to benefit a customer or specific market sector. As always, all of these things then bring annuity license revenue opportunities uh, with the usual expected margins. Then additionally, keeping um, business processes up to date, finally tuning them, tweaking or extending them for customers over time as their needs change, that can always open the door to other conversations across different departments within organizations too. Thanks, Chris, again for these useful insights. So this was our fourth edition of the QBS Power Platform podcast. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to explore more of the Power Platform technologies in detail, explain additional use cases, how to license and the next steps to learn more. Follow us on our podcast channel or visit qbsgroup.com.